comes the, here comes the, here comes the, y'all don't really want it like What is up, everybody? This is the Patty Ball coming at you for the uh, 39th episode. I think it's 39th. Wow, I, I'm glad that you know that and I don't, Ty. I'm really, I'm really proud of myself <laughs> for that one. Um, <laughs> I got you. I got you. But 39th episode. Um, I'm chilling in Bend this time. Uh, I guess I was last time though, so I don't know. It doesn't make a difference, but. I do have another fantastic guest today, uh, my man Ty Smith. I have known Ty since uh, we were about five or six, and I am it's something crazy like that. I know it's it's I I yeah we were just talking about it before. It was just yeah no exactly bizarre. Like I don't know we're like twenty now, twenty one. Dude, I'm twenty one now. See yeah exactly like that's just, <laughs> that's just wild. Dude. Like we've known each other for like sixteen years, fifteen oh, dude, years. Childhood best friends. You already know it. Very wild. Um, but yeah, um, welcome in Ty Smith. I don't know why I'm saying welcome to because there's nobody here. And I also can't see Ty. So uh, I, yeah, I, I do not have a camera. That's OK. I no need to out you on the on the they, <laughs> I could have just gone the whole thing. They wouldn't have known. But I thought it'd be funny. So. It's funny. It's funny. I get <laughs> um, but yeah, man, uh, if you want to. I mean, I already kind of introduced you a little bit. If you want. to, Yeah, I mean. More. I'm Ty. Uh, I'm 21. And I, like Patrick said, I've known Patrick for years now. Go way, way back. Uh, but fantastic guy. You know, he's doing a great job, honestly. I've read a whole bunch of his uh, music. Uh, I'm blanking on the word. Reviews. Yeah, reviews. your music reviews. Those are good. I've definitely I've read a few of those and uh, I've tuned into a little bit of your podcast and dude, you're doing a fantastic job. I appreciate that. I promise everybody out there at home. I did not tell Ty to say these things. I did not no. just have him on here to plug me. I appreciate that though. Um, oh, no, it's, absolutely. <laughs> it's hyped to have you on, man. Um, no, it's been great. No, this will be great. I'm trying to remember when I, I, I know we were, we already had a planned topic, but I'm tr- I think the last time, that I actually saw you in person. Was it when I was getting my oil changed and you were changing my oil? Was that the last time? Or was it with your, was it your mom? I think it was, no, it was your, so the last time that I saw anyone that was, you know, related to you, it was your dad. I did his oil change uh, for his truck. That, that was, but I think the last time I saw you in person was, was it Shack Day? A few years, for oh, a few years back, it might have been, dude. Wow, it might have been. Jeez, that's a or was long it during the ago. finals? Uh, for the NBA, it was the Warriors and Cavs, I believe, for the last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember you came over a couple times during those. Dang, yes, it, sir. Has, it has been a while. Wow, um, it's been a hot second, <laughs> but yeah, it's good to it's good to have you on, man. And speaking of the NBA finals, I know you're a big NBA guy, I'm a big NBA guy. Both of our teams are not doing that well right now. No, no, um, they're not. I know, I know for, for, for everybody who's listening, Ty is a big Pacers guy. Um, yes, sir, and so you can wish your condolences to him however you like since <laughs> a fan. oh um, yeah um but yeah so i'm curious right now because i know that article or not, the report came out that they were going to rebuild what do you think how do you think they're going to start that who do you think is going to be dealt first and win if at all this season because i i don't know they have mentioned it and then nothing really came of it but how do you think that's going to go down easy miles turner is going to get traded first uh don't get me wrong. I think he's a great defensive uh, player. He obviously has, he's led the league in blocks for the last three years. And, but he's getting frustrated, which is understandable, but not really. He says that he's an all-star talent, but for the last, <laughs> for the last seven years, he's averaged the same amount of points, the same amount of rebounds. But the only thing that goes up for him is his block. And I just think he's going to get dealt first. And then I think Karis Levert's going to get dealt second. I think we're going to keep Sabonis because, well, yeah, he's got high, uh, you know, 
he's sought after by a lot of teams right now, but I just don't think people have the means to acquire him, especially the teams that want him. I, I've been hearing a lot that the Suns want to get him and uh, the Warriors want to get him. Mm-hmm. I think the Warriors are the most realistic one to get him, but we'd, we'd need something heavy. We'd need like Kuming, geez, Kuminga and Moody. No. Yeah, I think that's the that would be the nice thing about a warrior swap. I feel like with a sun swap, you guys really couldn't get a ton back because they're such in such a win now mode. I mean, I mean, obviously the Warriors are too, but they also had that had those couple of bad years. So they have like Kuminga and Wiseman that they could probably deal, and they probably would deal, especially for a guy like Sabonis. So exactly. Yeah. And that's that's kind of some of the reports that I've been reading out there lately, is that it would have to be one of those younger big men and some draft capital for return. And I think the same case is going to have to happen with Karras. He's probably going to end up going to one of these, not one of the bigger teams. I think it's probably going to be like, I I haven't read a whole bunch about it. It probably end up being like the Kings for Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley uh, and just draft capital. That's pretty much I see that being the Pacers' end goal with trading away all these three big guys. If they even trade away all three, uh huh. Okay, uh, I'm I'm kind of. Do you want them to go into a rebuild, or do you want them to try to finish the season and then reevaluate? I'm I'm a little bit torn on that. I think the Sabonis and Turner uh, matchup has been entertaining to watch, but it hasn't produced wins, and that was a big thing that they were trying to shoot for when they paired the two together and it just, it hasn't really flourished like they were hoping. And especially since, you know, we've had three new head coaches the last three years, you know, we've had Nate McMillan. uh, I forgot who the Raptors assistant coach was something, something long last (laughs) name. Uh, Yeah. I'm blanking on his name too. Yeah. And now we got Rick Carlisle and it's interesting that we picked up such a good coach, but we're just going to, if we go straight into rebuild mode, it just makes me wonder what we're doing with such a good head coach at this point, probably just, you know, training the new guys. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm, I was kind of, I'm kind of curious to ask you about Rick Carlisle because I hadn't really, I didn't really have a strong opinion either way. I thought he was a good coach. And then I was reading the stuff, the ESPN article that came out about, the whole him and his time with the Mavericks and with Luca and stuff and how he was just, I don't know. It didn't seem like he was that great of a dude at times to a lot of the players not named Luca. Um, did, uh, did you get a chance to read that article? I read a little bit into the report. It was mostly just how Luca was unhappy about him. I think that was the more uh, fame of the article that I was reading. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't even know how I feel about it. It, I can understand it because Rick Carlisle is, you know, he's an experienced coach. He's been in the league for a few years and I don't know. I think he just had high expectations for Luca. No, I think that's very fair. And I feel like I know it didn't seem like Luca liked him a ton, but I feel like he did a lot in terms of like helping Luca or giving Luca room and like enough flow of the offense and uh, control of the offense to allow him to kind of just be, do whatever he wanted, really. Like he didn't really have to do deal with what, what a lot of rookies deal with to see if they get drafted on a, a, a really talented team, which is just having to fit into a system. Like he kind of molded the system around Luca, um, which was, I don't know, a, a pretty beneficial. I mean, Luca's just insane now. I mean, he's been insane, insane since he got into the league pretty much. Um, well, you can kind of see it now with how he's struggling right now with the current, coaching staff i don't even know who the current uh head coach for the mavericks are uh jason kidd jason Jason kidd jason kidd (laughs) you can kind of see the struggle though because you know jason kidd is definitely that head coach that tries to get everyone involved because that's the type of player he was when he played and it's not it's kind of working but kind of not really isn't aren't the mavericks like a little bit above 500 or are they just kind of chilling at about 500 
they are at 500 right now. They've been kind of heating around there all season. So I mean, yeah, you can kind of see it, but hasn't Luca hasn't really? But no, he's playing right now, isn't he? I he is injured. He is on my fantasy team, and he <laughs> is just not. I th- I think he has. Ah, it was either it's either so. I think it's some ankle thing, um, that's been keeping him out for a little bit. He's been out for a few games, which is. I don't know, yeah. but I mean, he's he's still putting up decent numbers, like 25 points per game, seven, eight rebounds, 8.5 assists. But I mean, I, I I don't know. I feel like those are those are down a tad from from what they are. But season. that's just the NBA as a whole this year. A lot of star players are down in their you know productivity and their numbers. I know. And I think the, the whole COVID thing does not help at all because I mean, we've had games postponed. There's like three today and one tomorrow and one on Tuesday that was postponed. Dude. And like, did you, did you happen to, I know, I think there was a Nets magic game yesterday. Did you see the lineups for that game? I watched that game. You watched the game? <laughs> what? Why? Okay. Okay. First of all, why? Uh, I, I've had some time off and I was bored and I was just watching a few games and I saw the Nets magic and I was like, I wonder if this is really going to be as bad as people are going to say when, you know, it was going to be bad when Blake Griffin is the starting center for you. <laughs> uh, not, not nothing against Blake Griffin. I love the dude, but holy cow, that game was definitely a glorified G league game. Yeah, I oh god, I, I remember I saw I believe uh Rob Perez on Twitter tweeted out a picture of the starting lineup and I was just like like really this is yep. what this is what's happening right now like I could only watch till the third quarter <laughs> it was so boring <laughs> jeez dude that's just oh oh dude another game that was super boring I watched the Raptors and Warriors game first uh-huh. off that, that was a lopsided game, but that's just because they didn't bring a whole bunch of their players, but Holy cow. That was man. I... Yeah. All dude, these oh games. My... It's been crazy. <laughs> I know. I feel like you just don't even know who's going to play on a nightly basis anymore. Like nope. it's just, it's, it's bizarre. It's just wild. I mean, I feel like even when, I mean, our, I know we're still in the middle of a, a pandemic and everything, but like when it was at its peak, like I feel like there were not this many players missing games. And maybe it's because they had stricter protocols or whatever, but it's just it's just wild. Like I, I, I at the beginning of the season, I, it didn't really seem like it was going to be a huge issue. Like I, it obviously was still going to play a role in the season. Um, yeah. But now it's just like it's just it's just been derailing a lot of teams right now. I mean, like did you the- catch the statistics of how many people are actually out due to health and safety protocols? I didn't, I didn't see that. What was the, what were the stats? Dude, it's like, it got up to 72 players that are currently out due to health and safety protocols. Oh my God. That's almost half the league. There, there's, I think <laughs> if you like actually crunch down the numbers, there's like 15, 16 players to what there's 32 teams uh-huh yeah so, yeah that's geez that's just oh it's a I huge got, number i'm surprised they haven't postponed the uh the season or like not maybe no. not postponed like put it on pause like i think a couple weeks off now i don't they're, they're not gonna do that the nba the hard thing about viewing the nba is that it's also a business and they're not going to postpone it again especially after what happened when they postponed it what two years ago uh-huh. they they aren't looking to do that again they're they're meeting up with the uh nba player association and uh, you know all the what is it the health the health and safety yeah, the, yeah yeah health and safety people for the nba and just trying to find a nice median but i don't I don't think they're going to. I think they're just going to have to make the season longer and postpone games until there's actually enough, like at least nine players. Uh huh. No, yeah. Even I th- then. Ooh. Yeah, I think, I think, I don't know. Part of it's like uh, it's the Christmas games are going to be in like six days. And like that's, that's a pretty big night for NBA because it's just like it's the only thing going on all day. It probably mm-hmm. it brings in probably a good, a decent bit of revenue there. And like it does. 
especially now with uh, college football being in the bowl season and the NFL kind of almost getting the playoffs, like it's going to be just NBA time pretty much in a, in a little bit. So, I mean, I, I, I can understand why they don't want to pause in terms of business, but like some of these games are just terrible. Like why, why? <laughs> there are not entertainment many... standpoint. Oh, it's God awful. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I don't, I don't get, I mean, I, I guess if people really like people, there are people like you out there who will, who will sit and watch Nets magic with Blake Griffin being one of the bigger <laughs> names in that matchup and Patty Mills being the leading scorer for both teams. I think. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, uh, man, I, I wish I was doing something else with my time while I watched that game. Well, you got to, you, you got to say you saw that historic event. You, you sat and you observed, like not many people can say that. Cause not many people would, would watch. That's pretty historic though. Like the, the, uh, I mean, the Nets don't have any of their big three. Like they're just, oh. they're just like the bubble Nets right now. I remember they were just awful. Speaking of the Nets big three, how do you feel about Kyrie Irving coming in as a part-time player for only away games? That's crazy. I, I know. I mean, I feel like if, if it was any other scenario, like other than, the, than the, all the COVID stuff that is happening right now, um, like they would not be go for that. But the, the you, you see the Nets roster. I mean, it's just, they're, Patty Mills is the leading scorer. They got Blake Griffin. Uh, I, I don't. I couldn't even name all the players that probably got minutes in that that game for both sides. Like that, they're just they're just they need something. And I thought it was hilarious when Kyrie Irving announced that he was going to come in and play, or the the media announced that he was going to play road games. And the day after, he gets put in health and safety protocols. COVID so like, did not want him to come back. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it did not. It did not. I. It was just. It's just. I think it'll be really interesting to watch um, once that happens. Like if that, if he keeps going like that for a whole playoffs, like a playoff run, like that's just, that that would just be bizarre to watch. Like just have a team be so like a, a good chunk better on the road with, because they'd be adding their third best player. And it, that that's just wild to me. I think, I, I think they could honestly win the championship without him though. Like I, I think it would take a lot yeah. of work. Um but having him, especially just for road, even if just for road games, would be pretty big for them. What are what are your thoughts on it? Honestly, I thought it was hilarious. I was like, oh yeah, I'm coming back. I got bored. But you know, I think he's standing for a great thing. And uh, but the whole, uh, you know, I'm not even gonna get into that. But uh, I think it's great. I think he'll be a nice addition to them, but it just makes me wonder what even what teams he can even go up against that doesn't have any uh, what is it vaccine protocols for a player like that to play and not receive any fines. And I think he'll definitely help out Katie. Uh, he first off go. Um, mm-hmm. It'll help him on the offensive side because dude's been putting his heart and soul into the, these last few games. He's been going off. He's definitely at that MVP level, which of course he is. It's Kevin Durant. And I just think it'll help Kevin Durant in the long run. And James Harden's been doing good. He's finally gotten the flow of it after a rough start to the season. So I, I think in the long run, yeah, it'll help, but it'll be interesting to see once it gets down to playoff time. Yeah, I it's hard to disagree with you. I think that it makes the Nets a lot more dangerous because they don't have to rely on Kevin Durant as much whenever Kyrie can play. Um, because, I mean, especially with that start, James Harden got off to. I mean, it was just Kevin Durant kind of putting it, putting his all in and doing as much as he could to keep that team afloat. And now I believe they're if I, I, I think they're still first in the East. Um, if I, yeah, if I, I think they are. Uh, Eastern conference standings. Let's see. Yeah. Let's, let's pull this up. Uh, yeah, they are. They're, they're two and a half games ahead of Chicago, uh, which oh, is first off. Dang the Chicago bulls. I, I know team. they, they are super, <laughs> they're super fun. They're just like, I don't know how you could not root for that team. I mean, I feel Honestly, bad because yeah, they've they've had all the COVID stuff happen because the, <laughs> before that they were right up there in that. In that, I mean, they're they're still not that far from first. No, but they were right up there. I mean, uh, I, no, I, I did, 
nope, you go. Nope, nope, nope. No. You go. I, no, I, I, I was just going to mumble on. You go. I was just Honestly, the teams that I've been super surprised with this entire like season is, first off, the Cavs. Why are they third? Holy cow. I, I never thought that their roster would be capable of doing what they've been doing because uh-huh. they have like six big men on their team and they've been playing all those big men up to the small forward position and to see them third in the standings pretty much just right behind the bulls is crazy mm-hmm. and a disappointing thing is the bucks the bucks are fifth what in the world I know. I mean, I, I would have expected the, the Bucks to be right up there with the, the Nets like it kind of were last season, especially with that awesome playoff series they had. Um, yeah, I mean, and they didn't really change their team at all. I mean, I, I, they did lose P.J. Tucker, which is, you know, that's a big loss in and of itself. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think if you had told me right now that on December 19th, Chicago and Cleveland would be at like barely ahead of Milwaukee in the standings right now, like 30, 31 games in the season. Like I, I would have just been super confused by that because <laughs> like, I don't know. You're, it's not like Milwaukee, you know, they'd had their usual flame out in the playoffs. Like they won the title. They won the freaking championship. And exactly. They had, they had one of the more, in my opinion, a pretty difficult road to get there. They had to, they had to beat the a pretty solid succeeded heat. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the Nets, the Hawks was probably uh, – I would have rather played the Hawks than the 76ers, I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Suns were on fire, and they 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 did really well for themselves. And now they're they're sitting at 19 and 13. Uh, I I would not have – I would not have guessed that. I mean – No, I would have thought they were at least going to sit in the second seed because, you know, presumptions before the season started was that, you know, big three was going to be back. Kyrie was going to play with James Harden – Kevin Durant got Uh a solid pickup with Patrick Mills, Patty Mills and, you know, Paul Millsap coming off the bench, LaMarcus Aldridge coming back from retirement. They've, they've got a solid roster and, you know, if they all come in healthy, I don't think maybe besides it's going to sound biased, but maybe besides Utah, they, uh, they're going to do, they're going to do great things. I think they'll go to the finals. No, yeah. I mean, it, it's hard to see a true contender in the the East right now. I mean, other than maybe Milwaukee, if they can figure stuff out. Like, I looking down here at the standings, I would take the, the Nets over Chicago, over Cleveland, over Miami. Miami would probably be pretty close, though. Miami has been, yeah. really impressed me this year. I think they, they made a lot of great moves with Kyle Lowry. PJ Tucker, uh, they, they, they did really good. And we've seen Tyler hero, not suck like he did last year, not just take a massive dip. Um, yeah, no, he's been doing good. He's been doing good. So I, I would say Miami and Milwaukee could create some problems, but mm-hmm. other than that, like, I mean, Charlotte would be fun to watch in the playoffs. Like Washington would be fun to watch, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't take those teams to even be close with Brooklyn in a seven game series. So I, it'd be hard to see somebody else to beating them in the, or beating them before the finals, uh, yeah. even without Kyrie for half their games. Um, I'm curious though, do you think Utah is going to be the favorite out West for the, the, when it come playoff time, Ty, I know you are a little biased, but <laughs> I am a little bit biased uh, since now I'm, I'm in Utah, but you know, the Warriors, that's going to be the story about this entire season is the Warriors, about how they're picking up all their assets and all their young guys, you know, truly balling. And I, if the Jazz make a move during the trade season, find another um, defensive, you know, three and D wingman, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be able to pull through, but the Warriors, <laughs> I don't think they're done yet. I Steph Curry is also in the MVP conversation, and Jordan Poole's been going off for them, and if they move him to the bench, there's your sixth man of the year. I, well, I don't think he'll win it, but I don't mm-hmm. even know to even go for the awards this year quite yet, but I, I think the Warriors are definitely going to be winning the – the West, the Suns will be a close second, but just based off of their roster, it's just hard to 
hard to tell what they'll be able to do. Uh, no, I think, uh, I think the West has a really dangerous top three. And if the Lakers can ever figure it out, it would, it would make for a really intriguing top four. I mean, you, you never know how that one's going to go with Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook and LeBron being there, there, you kind of, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that one goes, but um, yeah, that West top three is like, I, I would take either of the, I would, I think if the Nets versus any one of those three teams would be a fantastic finals, like, Oh, absolutely. They, they all just are really good in their own different ways. I mean, the Warriors don't even have clay Thompson back and they're sitting there tied for first in the, yep. in the race right now. I, I can't even imagine what it's going to look like when they actually are able to get him back. Maybe they won't lose ever again. Maybe they'll just sweep everyone. Um, who knows? That's who knows that that's a few, that's a few months away, but Speaking of the Lakers, I I've watched a few of their games. Not very happy with them. AD is out again. He's out for four to six weeks again, mm-hmm. and it's I just don't think the Lakers have what it takes to go high this year. And they they gotta figure out what they gotta do with Russell Westbrook. I I'm surprised that they didn't uh, go for the Buddy Hill. Uh, to pair up with LeBron and AD. It's definitely way better of a fit than mm-hmm. what they had got going on. No, I think I, I was kind of, I know I, I obviously, you know, I am, I have a little bit of Westbrook bias, him being in Oklahoma city forever. Um, yes, sir. But I, I think he, there's, he, he's starting to figure it out a little bit. And it felt like when he is starting to figure it out and LeBron was starting to figure it out. Uh, Cause LeBron had missed some time here and there. Anthony Davis goes down. And I think Anthony Davis has not, it's kind of he's kind of struggled for it. I mean, compared to his standards, especially, I feel like he's been down a little bit from where everybody expected. I feel like before the season or even in last season, people were kind of considering him like a top top 10 fringe top five player in the league. But now I barely really hear his name in those discussions. And I think I think it's if, if all three of their stars are able to get going on at the same page at once. And I mean, if their bench can continue to be solid, I know it's been sporadic. You've had Malik Monk do really well for a little bit of time. You had Carmelo Anthony do pretty solid for a bit. You have Taylor Horton Tucker, who for some reason, tons of people are super high on. I mean, I understand I, he's good, but I just think people are way higher on them than they should be. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think, I, they have all the pieces to get it together. Uh, it'll just be interesting to see if it actually happens for them. Cause it feels like, when somebody finally starts to pick it up, somebody else kind of falls back for them. So I, I don't know. I thought, I thought they would have been in the, the top three in the West, honestly, because I, I just, I, I know it's not supposed to work on paper, but it's LeBron and LeBron usually finds a way to make things work, but he, he is getting older. So. Yeah. I, I think it would definitely have been that Russell Westbrook factor because don't get me wrong fantastic player he he's once in a generation player someone that averages a triple double for back-to-back seasons that's an, that's insane uh-huh and i don't think he gets enough respect for that and seeing that i i would have figured for the benefit of the doubt westbrook would have turned more into a facilitator and kept his uh you know slashing uh tendencies becoming more of, I would say, not like a Steph Curry in the way of trying to find a three-point shot, but just slashing and cutting towards the rim, keeping keeping the offense going, keeping the motion going, uh-huh. and creating open shots for, you know, Wayne Ellington's on the team, great shooter, and Malik Monk's been having a crazy year, and Baysmore is even on the team. And they haven't even seen Kendrick Nunn since the beginning of the season. So they don't, they really haven't even had a full team this entire mm-hmm. year. No. Yeah. I think it'll be, I think everybody just likes to get on the bandwagon because not a lot of people like LeBron, not a lot of people like Westbrook, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So I, I think whenever they've obviously dealt with a lot of injury issues and stuff, which doesn't really get talked about as much. Uh, everybody's kind of be like, Oh, the Lakers are overrated. I, when I think, yeah, maybe they were a little overrated coming into the season, but I still do think there's a lot of, a lot of room there for them to climb up to that four spot in the West and maybe even give one of the top three teams a nice series or two. If they're, if they're, if they're able to get it together in the playoffs. 
Exactly. And even then, if this year doesn't work, I think a lot of these guys are on minimum years. Like Carmelo Anthony is going to retire after this year. And, you know, I think if they can get at least a few younger guys into this rotation, like, don't get me wrong, they got two great younger players with Kendrick Nunn and Malik Monk and Austin Reeves has been balling out for them as well. Uh, I think they'll be a solid team next year, especially, you know, LeBron is down to stay another year in the league, which I, I definitely think he is. He's only 30, 37. He's in the 19th season for mm-hmm. him. I think he's definitely got at least one or two more years in him. No. Yeah. I, I could see him sticking around for even three or four more because I I've, I've, I'm guessing he wants to play with his, uh, his son, which I don't know that yeah. put him in about three or four more years. And then I'm sure he'd go wherever his son gets drafted. Um, but I think he, I do think he has one or two more years of being a really, really solid player. Like he's obviously not at the peak of his game right now, but I think, uh, yeah, he, I don't know. He's, he's still fairly close to it. Like he hasn't fallen off a cliff or anything. It's just been a little bit of a drop off, but I think he's got another couple of years of being a really top 10 player in the league before that slowly starts to dwindle down. Yeah. But he just becomes more of a facilitator than a scorer, which he's, done beautifully his entire career as is no yeah i think that's one of the things that i it's been really just amazing to watch with lebron is he just kind of adapts his game because i mean obviously you know when he came into league he was super athletic that was a big part of his game and i mean he still can throw down a, a really nice dunk every now and then and make a nice play on the defensive end but i feel like he's gotten really good at adapting and kind of been a little bit more of a shooter a better facilitator uh, just a better all-around guy than maybe he was when he first came into the league. And I think that's 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 just – it's so hard to do. I mean, you see guys like Russell Westbrook struggle with that. You saw Carmelo Anthony struggle with that when he was on the Thunder and mm-hmm. the Rockets when he just wouldn't come off the bench. Some guys have a really tough time kind of realizing that they're not as good as they used to be and maybe they should try to take a step back and do a little bit less. But I think LeBron has done a really good job of adjusting his game, which is a super hard thing to do. Yeah, it's just that star uh, star mentality that these older guys guys are all bound to go through at least one point in their career. And now it's sad. I'm a huge Carmelo Anthony fan, and mm-hmm. to see him be out of that league, out of the league for a year, that was hard. But you know, to see him kind of flourish a little bit for his last season, definitely going to be great. I, actually, I don't even know if that's true. I just re- remember reading a report at the beginning of the year that Carmelo Anthony said this was going to be his last year, and I I don't know if he's still holding true to that or not. I mean, I, I could see it going either way because I think he's he's a really productive bench player, so I feel like he could stick around for a couple of years, but. I it, I also wouldn't blame him if he just kind of didn't want another situation like what happened where he was out of the league for a year. Uh, he doesn't want that to happen again. So maybe he could just be like, I'm going to retire on my terms this time. or I'm going to be done on my terms. Um, I, I could, I could see it going either way, to be honest, but I, I exactly. hope he, I hope he sticks around for a little bit longer. I, I don't know. I'll always be a little bit uh, disappointed in Carmelo Anthony's very short Thunder tenure. Um, you and me both. You and me both. <laughs> but I don't know. I think he uh, he uh, he's been a fantastic player for a long time, and I like that he was. It took him a little bit, but he's now able to kind of realize his role on a team like the Lakers or a team like the Blazers when he was on on their roster for a couple years, and it's it's been it's been nice to watch him age better than it seemed like he was gonna i think that's a really hard thing to do so i i give him props that's that's hard it's always that nice saying it's like fine wine you just gotta give it a few years yeah exactly and uh, you know maybe maybe it'll be a lesson for people like i don't know russell westbrook who <laughs> might not be good at taking a step back i mean i don't know no matter where he is uh he i don't know we'll we'll see um I, I am I am kind of curious, though, who has surprised you the most this year in the NBA? Which team or individual player, for that matter? Teams for this year? I'll, I'll start first with the teams this year. The teams that have really surprised me this year definitely been the Hornets. They've come back, and they've become a respectable organization now. And I, I just love Malik Monk. Well, not Malik Monk. Gosh, Miles Bridges, first <laughs> off. Miles Bridges. I think out of all the awards this year, I think he has MIP locked. Uh, 
dude has come into this this season, you know, just going off. It was crazy to see him, you know, first few games kind of eh, and then ever since like the fourth or fifth game, he's just been going off. I think he's definitely earned an all-star spot this year. Probably not like one of the first few picks. He'll definitely be one of the one of the last picks, but I think he's definitely deserved it. MIP is going to come in for him this year, but considering last year, oh, let's see here. I got to pull up anyways, because yeah, last year he was only averaging like 13 points. Now he's averaging 20. Dude's going off and he, he's just incredible at grabbing boards, flashy guy, an entertaining guy to watch play basketball. I yeah, in love with him. <laughs> and he's also on my fantasy team, so he pulls in numbers. <laughs> well, there you go. That's that's kind of how it is. If you have a guy on your fantasy team that does really well, well you don't expect him to. He, you kind of grow to love him a little bit. I mean, oh that's yeah, the, that's what I've done. I've I don't know. I've, I've noticed that. But I was going to say the Hornets. So now, and I think I'd have to go with the Grizzlies. I mean, John ja Morant has missed. I believe. Ah, I'm trying to remember the last game he played. Um, it was. Like I think two it was ago. Two, yeah, wow. I, I mean, they, he's been out for at least two weeks, and although oh, he's been out since uh, the Friday, November twenty sixth, and the Grizzlies have played three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games without him, and I believe they've only lost once. Like that is. That is, I, I never would have guessed that being able to happen. I, I would have figured without John Morant, they kind of would have struggled a bit, but that somehow they're, they're in a really elite team without him, I guess. I mean, obviously they'd probably be better with him, of course. Well, but. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that the longevity of the team, unfortunately was demonstrated against your Thunder team. Uh, that 152-79 yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't. Yeah. Don't mean no disrespect. You got a young team. They'll flourish in a few years. But I think that really showed that, you know, the Grizzlies are definitely a team to look after this year. And I think you're absolutely 110% right. No, yeah, I, I think it, yeah, I, 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 so I didn't watch that game because I was just like, I was busy that day. But I just remember just getting all these texts like, wow, are you okay? Your team sucks. It's like, ah, all right. This all is right. Awesome. <laughs> this, is, this is awesome. Uh, God. But, I mean, yeah, I think the Grizzlies I, – I, it'll be interesting to see what happens when the rant comes back to see if they keep playing at this level because I know maybe they, they do a little bit better defensively without him on the floor, I think. Maybe not a little bit. I believe it's like a 13 13- – it's points per possession different. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think he does ring a lot, obviously. Like he's a fantastic young player. Um, but I mean, it, it kind of shows that I mean, especially if he um if he is if he's able to fit in seamlessly and then keep up what they've been doing and just add like their best player back, like I, I would don't think it'd be out of the question to put them in his top four in the West. I mean, especially since oh. there's no there's no clear fourth spot or fourth team, in my opinion. Um but and I think I think for a player, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to break the uh, the rules a little bit. I'm going to say every player who relied kind of heavily on the free throw rules, I think Ooh, that, that's good. I like this because you got you have James Harden, obviously, who really struggled for a large portion of the year. He's finally started to get it yes, going. He did. Trey mm-hmm. Young has he's been really hot sometimes and other times he has not been that hot. I know he's in the the. the whole health and safety protocols right now. Mm-hmm. And I know Damian Lillard wasn't known for really thriving off of it, but he struggled to start the year. Oh, and yeah, he did. I know, I know you were talking about everybody kind of struggling. And I think that um, the whole free throw thing, uh, it's just really changes the game because I mean, it really changes the way these players have to attack defenses because Harden can't, I, I mean, it, it is kind of lazy in my opinion, the way that he like used to be able to just, um, lean into the shot and get those free throws yeah i mean it's it's a smart play for sure i think but it's also like it, it requires him to work a lot more to get his shots and mm-hmm. same goes for trey young i know damon Lillard wasn't the big face of that movement but i know he's definitely used it a ton he's complained about the calls a little bit this year um, oh yeah so i think that it's just i i i, I think everybody figured they might 
have to adapt a little bit, but maybe not to the degree we've seen, especially when it comes to Damian Lillard and James Harden. I mean, they, they are finally starting to get going. It feels like, and they're, I, Damian Lillard team, Damian's Damian Lillard's team has <laughs> suffered much more from it than James Harden's team, but Damian Lillard does not have Kevin Durant to cut him some slack. I think so. It'll be exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that rule continues to affect players. And I, I hopefully they can all just adapt to it and not have these really, really tough to watch cold stretches like they've been having. But I mean, it's it's a tough thing to change all of a sudden. Your whole it year. is. It very much is. And out of all the games I've watched this year, it's it was hard to watch the first few weeks of the NBA. The first two weeks sucked because all, all those star players that you were talking about heavily relied on that. It was in their ar- you know, offensive arsenal and for something that they exploited uh, to instantly vanish was crazy, especially for these players. And I think it's been great for a whole bunch of all these younger guys, you know, mm-hmm. that have flourished. Like you've said, like the Jordan pools, miles bridges, um, I don't even know name another one. Uh, Delon Murray or whoever the, the Spurs uh, point guard DeJounte is. DeJounte Murray. Yeah, DeJounte. There you go. Uh, seeing all these guys thrive in the meantime, it's the NBA is about to hit that, not the reset button, uh, just the next wave. And I think this perfectly catalyzed it. And, you know, I think you're absolutely correct. No. Yeah. I think it's always, it's always kind of hard because I feel like, especially since we've, as for us as fans, this has been kind of the first real uh, changing of the guard fall moment that we've kind of seen. Like obviously we've seen some players decline and some players rapidly rise, but I think it's just like a whole, like the, the guys we grew like five years ago, 10 years ago that were, the faces of the league, you know, the, uh, the Russell Westbrooks, the LeBrons, I would say Kevin Durant, but he's still bawling out of his mind. So is Steph Curry. <laughs> Obviously there's going to be a few exceptions to that, but yeah, I think we're starting to see those guys take some steps back in their games a little bit and it allows these other guys, the Lucas, the Giannis's, the Devin Booker's, the Donovan Mitchell's, the John Moran. I could just go on for like 10 minutes listing all the young players that are just oh, yeah. fantastic to watch. Um, but it's interesting, and it's kind of happened. I, 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 I don't know. I feel like from the uh, the Jordan era to the LeBron era, there was kind of a uh, there was a little bit of a gap in between those, where it was kind mm-hmm. of like the NBA didn't have a real face. Um, and I feel like I guess you could say that's happening now. But like I feel like there are a lot more recognizable names that could be considered like a big face of the NBA. Cause you know, you could throw Giannis up there. You could throw Steph up there. You could throw Kevin Durant up there. You could even throw Luca up there. Nikola Jokic up there. If you wanted to, like, I think it's happened a lot more seamlessly, but we don't really know who it's transitioning to yet. Maybe Giannis I'd say, but I mean, the, the bucks have kind of struggled this year. It'll be interesting to see who kind of takes over as the number one guy in the league. Do you, do you who do you, who do you think it's going to be? You know, out of everyone that I've been watching play, it's it only seemed right that I would go to Luca, but especially with the season not going hot for the Mavericks, um, I just think because of the all-around skill that Luca has, it'll go to him. But like you said, and in between that Jordan and LeBron era, like people wanted to throw in like Vince Carter, Tr- Tracy McGrady. Um, or some other dominant '90s players, Carl Malone, uh-huh. and when before uh, Jordan retired, you know stuff like that. I think it'll definitely be a while before it gets um, cemented that this is this is the face of the NBA. Uh-huh. I think it'll definitely in in the long run fall to Luca just because of his skill base. Like he's a one in a generational player. Yeah, and I think it's. I would I could you could throw Jokic up there. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's a bit harder for somebody who doesn't have their the ball in their hands as much as a guy like Luca does. I mean, I know the guys like Giannis and and Jokic can easily get the ball in their hands, but I think it's a lot easier for a more guard type of player to kind of be the face, especially in today's NBA. Um, mm-hmm. 
So I, I, I would have to agree with you. I think um, Giannis could be an interesting name to throw in there just because of the dominance he has shown. Uh, Jokic, if his team was um, even healthy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's that's a big bummer because the Nuggets would probably easily slide in that fourth spot in the West right now if they were if they were healthy because they're they're really good when they're healthy even when they're not healthy I remember last season in the playoffs they were able to get that first round playoff win against the Blazers um, exactly yeah but I, it's it's a bummer though but I, I would throw Jokic in that discussion as well Jokic is just I have very very high praise for Jokic this dude. I am very upset that he's not in the like at least top two MVP rating because like, don't get me wrong. Steph Curry, fantastic player. Been balling this year. Same with Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. but the productivity of Jokic has never been seen before, especially this year. He, he is set to break records this year for individual productivity without him on the floor. The nuggets suck. <laughs> <laughs> but when Jokic is on the floor, holy cow. I it blows my mind that he's just having such a I don't even know how to summarize his season. Uh-huh. That's just how incredible his season is. And they're just gonna blow it up because he's got a boring game, unfortunately. No, yeah, and I think it's a little bit easier to blow it off when his team is injured and just not really the same team they used to be. I, I mean, they were the third seed, I believe, in the, the West last year, if I can, if I remember that correctly. And I believe so, yeah. They were top top five, at least. Yeah, and I mean, the, I mean, even the year before that, like, they were able to – they made it to the conference finals. So, they – when they're at full strength, they're really dangerous. But, I mean, right now they're sitting – they're still at seven, which is very, very respectable. But it's it's really hard for a guy to get significant MVP noise um, when a guy is in seventh. But, I mean, we saw Russell Westbrook do it when his team finished sixth. And I think Jokic is in the same kind of situation where if he keeps playing the way he is, it'll be it'll get harder and harder to kind of keep him out of that discussion, I think, because he's just been fantastic this year. And he's kept the team – like, without Jokic, that team would just be below Oklahoma City even right now. They would be mm-hmm. last in the NBA. They would just be terrible. They would be but terrible. He's, he's kept them respectable, a tough out to beat every night, which is really, really hard to do, especially in the Western Conference, which is just always so deep. It always is deep, but, you know – did you end up reading that statistic that the East is winning more games for the first time in like 40 years? Really? Yeah. I, I did not know that, but I mean, when you, when you look at these East standings right now, it kind of, I can kind of see that because teams like Atlanta, New York, Indy, in, in Indiana, like, wow, that took forever for me to say. <laughs> That's not a hard word. Uh, those, those teams are sitting outside of the, even the play in right now. Like mm-hmm. those, those are 11 through 13 in the East, but I mean, and, in the West, the 11 through 13 teams right now are Portland, San Antonio, and Houston. And one of those teams is kind of surprising to see out of the play-in. But San Antonio and Houston are not. So, I mean, I think you, you bring up a great point. I mean, the West has had the reputation for the past, what, decade? Of just being just really deep? Almost 50 years of the, – the last time that the East was this dominant is when Michael Jordan played in the NBA. This is how long it's been since the East has had a more winning record than the West. And to see it come out in fruition this year is just crazy. Yeah. I think that's, that's so bizarre. Like that, to have that statistic be a thing, like, because it's not like, I don't know, in, in college sports, you have conferences that are way held in higher regard and are obviously going to be better than others, but it's Mm -hmm. like, there's two conferences with, with 15 teams each. And there's no real like, difference but like there's there's no reason that it should be that significant of a thing to have mm-hmm. one conference be historically just like more better than the other honestly and which is it's bizarre it's bizarre that that's able to happen and i mean i i guess you could argue that there's more land to cover in the west but like there's there's lots of, there's probably more big market teams in the east i think honestly uh technically speaking unfortunately the west has it like you know, you got the Rockets, Spurs, Blazers, Mavericks, Lakers, Clippers, Jazz, Warriors, and Suns. And then the East, you got Nets, Bulls, 
maybe the Bucks, 76ers, uh-huh. Knicks, and just for fun, you could throw in the Pistons. But even then, the Pistons <laughs> – don't even get me started about the Pistons. That's a sad territory to be in. But, you know, speaking in, like, historical terms and value of those teams, like, that's really it for the East. There's not that many high-market teams down over there, while the West has a ton. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's fair. And I think – I don't know. I think I, we just seen a lot more dysfunctional organizations out in the East as well, because I mean, you had the Nets who sucked for a good portion of the last decade yep. because they mm-hmm. just trade away all their picks. The Kevin Knicks. Garnett. <laughs> Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. God, yep. Aging. Um, and then you had the Knicks with James Dolan, who just finally started to get it together. And even now they're not getting it together. They had it together no. for one season and maybe a, a decent port, like a little bit of this one. Um, and then you had the Magic, who had kind of sucked, kind of sucked for the past decade, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Cavs were without LeBron; they were always a mess. I think you just had these, uh, these, these really dysfunctional organizations in the the East, and I mean, in the West. I mean, you could throw Sacramento up there, Minnesota, probably. Oh yeah. Um, but I mean, I think there are just there's just more of those out in the the East for some reason. I, it's it's very interesting to see that one con- or one conference has more messes and is just historically worse. Like I th- you'd think it'd be even because there's not there's nothing really separating the two. I I mean, no, not really. Especially if you look through the years, like you know, there was the David Sterling incident, and then you know we had the whole Suns incident, at the start of the season, Trailblazers losing the GM this season, Timberwolves uh-huh. just being an absolute god awful organization for twenty plus years, pretty much since Kevin Garnett was a rookie, um, and then Clippers always sucking until they got you know Kawhi and Paul George, and you know Pelicans being the Bobcats and. Stuff like that. It's definitely just been both sides, crazy times. Definitely glad to see some of these teams, like especially like the Cavaliers, kind of go up and go up. Clippers uh-huh. becoming more, you know, recognizable and respectable organization. Timberwolves too are gaining traction with their young guys, and Kings will always suck. Um yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just that's sad that they I don't know. I feel like they've just really had some obviously some high draft picks for a long time. And well, they've biffed during the draft. It's always those drafts, man. You never know. It's always a good good old guessing game when it comes to that, because you just never know how well someone's game is going to you know, transfer over into the big leagues. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's just, it's just funny how many times they've they've missed. I mean, they hit on deer and Fox. In the past, I don't know, two decades, and Demarcus Cousins, I guess you could, you could say, throw was in Demarcus hit. Cousins. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like, other than that, they have just consistently missed for They've, like, ugh. like twenty years. Like, how is that? That's just wild to me. They literally could have got Luca, but Vlad Divic was like, no, I don't like him. I literally could have had the generational player. Yeah, you could have even had Trey Young, another potential generational player. But now you have yeah. Marvin Bagley, who's getting thrown around in trades for guys like Miles Turner, who aren't bad, but like, like what you could have had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, need, no need to hate on your guy, Miles. But nah, I mean, no, like, there's no. When, when you could have had generational talent, like a Luca and uh, a deer or a and Fox backcourt probably would have been a mess defensively, but that would have been just a, a fantastic building block to have. And it would have, it would have done a lot, even a Trey young and uh, a deer and Fox backcourt would have been a little, little bit tougher to maybe work, but they could have got it done play yeah. Fox at the two guard and have uh, Trey young be the point guard. It would have been, I think it would have worked just fine. You know, Darren probably would have actually been able to work on his shooting. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know how he's actually doing in that regard, but I know forever and a day it hasn't been all too great. Mm-hmm. No, I think I, I mean, it's just, you got to wonder how much of it is part of the organization too, because I mean, like, obviously some of these players were just bad picks, but I mean, mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see if the organization really 
helped any of them along. It seems like it's just kind of like a lot, a lot of players develop well there in, uh, in Sacramento. It seems like, I mean, De'Aaron Fox, maybe Buddy Heald have kind of been the, the lone people in that regard in a long time to develop well in the Kings organization and stay there. But I mean, even Buddy Heald's been thrown around in trade talks all the time. They're just a mess. They're just a mess. They always have been, especially what was, what, what was his name? Oh yeah. Tyreek Evans days. Remember Tyreek <laughs> Evans? Yeah. yeah. Even in that regard, super great guy in Tyreek Evans and they just boggled him. And uh-huh. DeMarcus Cousins was doing great and they made him unhappy and there goes another great talent that they had and they're just boggling all these great guys and they're going out to different teams and proving that they're better than what the Kings said they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, not in the case for DeMarcus Cousins. Still a great player, but not the same productivity. But you know what I mean. Yeah, I feel like I, part of the DeMarcus Cousins thing is probably circumstance too uh, yeah. for him not performing super well. But yeah, they're just they're just a mess. And I mean, I, I, who knows when that's going to end? Because at least with teams like I don't know, like the Pistons, and I mean even the Thunder, like they they have they have signs of stuff that's going to that could improve for them. Some high draft picks in the future, but the Kings just they play well enough to not get super high draft picks, but not well enough to make the playoffs. It seems, and it's just that that is the worst place you want to be as an NBA franchise. It's just that purgatory zone for most franchises that just never seem to leave it and it's always going to be those names it's always going to be kings like kings wolves pelicans Uh, i i unfortunately have to throw in the pacers they always end up in the purgatory area magic pistons teams like those always in purgatory hell especially like wizards too they just end up in that weird mid-ground can't get any traction in the draft because they can't get high enough because their team's just good enough where they don't get in. But their players aren't good enough to go up any Uh higher. And it's just that unfortunate circumstance that most teams will go through. Oh, yeah. And I think uh, another interesting purgatory place to be in is kind of that, honestly, where the Blazers are right now, in my opinion. Because for the last Mm -hmm. few years, they've been that – team that's good enough to get in the playoffs and they kind of get bounced in the first or second round and it's just like being in that purgatory with not being able to make the playoffs consistently but not really be a, considered a contender as another i mean obviously it's better than missing the playoffs all the time and just being in that pur- the, the, the aforementioned purgatory we talked about but it's it's I, it's not that great of a place like i mean you could mm-hmm. throw the celtics in there right now like they've consistently been well and doing well enough to make the the conference finals occasionally but never really been considered a contender um Mm -hmm. that's that's another tough spot to be in if you're an nba franchise as well in my opinion oh yeah no the blazers is a whole another story they've made the playoffs for like eight years they're sitting at 11th now don't know what to do with their backcourt and front court is just also in that weird gray area where Uh they've got talent but just not what the nba you know per quota is for big men and you know i wouldn't be surprised if you know don't get me wrong damian lillard wants to stay he wants to ball for them but i just as an organization standard he has too much value and for where the blazers are sitting Mm -hmm. maybe they need to consider moving those bigger names, you know, CJ McCollum, Damian Lillard, Nurkic, Rocco, move mm-hmm. those guys. Finally go into that rebuilding session that unfortunately, you know, no one likes hearing. No one, no fan of an organization loves hearing that word. Yeah. They definitely don't want to go through that hell of, oh man, fourth year in a row, still lottery picks, you know. Yeah. No, it's never a fun place to be in if you're an NBA franchise. Sometimes it's a smart move to do. But, uh, yeah, Ty, so we're at about an hour right now. Is there anything else you you want to hit on before we, we head out of here? Anything else that you want to you wanna talk about, touch on? I don't think I got anything else. You got anything else? I don't – I'm always really bad at that. I'm, I'm always really bad at having – finding a nice – 
one more thing to talk about. I'm usually just kind of that's why I let the guest pick because I'm just I'm just bad at it. I'm just bad at it. That's not you know, my specialty. That's fair enough. I uh, it's okay if you don't have one though. Don't get me wrong. If you don't I don't think I do. I think I think we've hit a lot of good topics <laughs> this time around. I definitely think we do. No, yeah, I, I I agree with you, man. And it was it was awesome to get to catch up with you a little bit. It's been a it's been a long time. Hopefully it's not this long until the next time we do something like this dude you got my snap you you know where to find me <laughs> yeah in utah in utah which is a not good old near utah me. Oh, not no, near me. no i am <laughs> i am 600 miles away baby i yeah i mean i guess i could be one final thing we could talk about is just you know moving if you were to move where would you move patrick oh man dude that's that's really tough because I don't know with, with journalism as an industry or like sports broadcasting, sports media, it's kind of, it's not really about where you want to go at the beginning of your career. It's kind of like, where, where is there a job opening, you know? So oh, yeah, I think it's, it's really hard for me. I, 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 I'm sure I could find an answer, but it's, it's hard for me to name a, like a, a few specific places just because it's kind of like when I'm done with college and I'm, I'm kind of realizing it's just going to be, Oh, this place has an opening. I'm going to go move there and do what I need to do there. And if something better opens up, I'm going to move again. Um, but I don't know. Italy would be really cool. Like Rome, Ooh. I think Italy would be pretty swag to live in at some point. Dude, I know it's, it's not really, yeah. it's not really where the, the sports capital of the it's not really the sports capital of the world necessarily the basketball capital the football capital of the world but i mean it, it'd be fun um somewhere where it's like not super cold but not super hot like i'm not a big temperature change kind of guy i don't i that place might not exist where it's like 60 70 degrees year round but if it exists, oh, there is where is oh, that yeah. where is that dude go to florida yeah, but then it's like a hundred in the summer. Like just... Yeah, but you know, okay. I woke up this morning. It was five degrees out. I okay. I think going to Florida, dealing with the hot weather, but during the winter time, you're sitting at that comfortable 65, 70. Uh-huh. The only thing you got to compete with is the humidity. And as long as you can handle the humidity, you'll be fine. But <laughs> I definitely don't think staying in the, you know, the Western coast line in that area, you're not going to find that sixties. Yeah, that's true. I think I, I now finally understand. I always wondered why older people would move somewhere in like the last, I, I don't know, have two houses they would go back and forth to, but now I completely understand. Like, <laughs> I want that. I want to have two houses so I can just be 60 degrees year round. Exactly. I want that. I want exactly. That. That's kind of how I'm feeling, especially with this winter. Holy cow. I miss, I'm missing that nice temperate 60. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. It's, it's, you always take it for granted. It's one of those things you take for granted, but do you, do you, where, where do you want to move? Are, uh, how are you liking Utah? Would you say that's a long-term destination? You know, I, I've, I've sat here. I thought about it. Probably not. I think it's, this is probably going to be one of those places that, you know, I spend a chapter of my life in, uh, you know, right now is definitely in those times of years for people our age where we just kind of, you know, get in touch with ourselves, figure more out about ourselves and definitely doing that here. And, you know, I currently not in college, but I will be going back once I get my residency here. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever I do with that and who knows, I, I definitely see myself kind of more in a, in a little bit warmer of a place, but not too warm. I, I don't do heat very well, uh, uh, okay. which is funny enough to say, but uh, who knows? Who knows? I, I might just say, you know, fuck it. Move to Canada. <laughs> well, there you go. I, I, I don't know if you, you remember Ethan Bryan, right? Dude. Yeah, I do. Yeah. He's, he did that. He's up in Canada now. And apparently it's just no. like, it's just like so cold up there. Like it's just. Freezing. It depends on what side of Canada you go to. I know if you go to the French Canadian side, you're definitely not going to get any of that warm weather. But if you stay more in like kind of close to the coastal side of Canada, uh-huh. you'll you'll have a little bit more of a warmer time. 
no yeah that's it really it really does depend it's it's quite the big place so there's a lot of a lot of room to find out but but yeah man well i appreciate you taking the time to hop on the pod absolutely it was great to catch up with you. We will, I'm sure we'll do it again soon. I do have your Snapchat. You also ha- happen to have mine as a matter oh, of yeah, fact absolutely. as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but man, yeah, I, no, I'll be down to do this again sometime in the future. If you definitely want to have me back on. You are always welcome back on. You're always welcome. It was, Heck it was yeah. great. To, it was great to catch up with you, man. Um, and it was, th- I appreciate everybody who listens every week. Uh, very kind. Thank you. Oh yeah. Um, big shout out to the big Pat, the Patty ball. This dude's a great, great dude. He's doing great things. You definitely should listen to this. Well, you know, it's funny enough. If, if, the, if, if a person's gotten this far in the episode, they will be listening to it. Oh, oh boy. Uh, shout oh. out my mom. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you, well, now, now you have the, your mom shout out on on the record if she she listens this far it's it's a long podcast but yeah i appreciate you ty i appreciate everybody who listens and i will catch you guys next week have a great week bye-bye why your boyfriend keep on looking for me is he jesus Let's get this shit, let's get this shit, let's get this shit, let's hmm. Top of the morning, 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 hold on. Let's get this shit, let's get this shit, let's get this shit, let's hmm.